0: WFM 91.7 A beautiful afternoon to you. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon on The Big Question. I hope that your week has been great and you're looking forward to an amazing weekend because I am. So hopefully we get to have a great weekend and by Monday we're feeling good. We're feeling energized too get on and face the new week. All right, my name is Rose Yusuf Kaiser, and you're welcome to The Big Question. Now, The Big Question is a program where we get to discuss and prefer sol- solutions to issues affecting us as a nation and as citizens. The Big Question comes to you Mondays, Fridays and Wednesdays at 12.05 p.m. All right, so it's about 8 minutes past 12 to be a part of the program this afternoon. You can do watercolors up on 7000 917 Send a text or a WhatsApp message on 070-317-56537. All right. So those are the numbers to get in touch with us today on the big question. Now, on the big question today, we'll be talking about albinism and a call for inclusion. All right. That's our topic for today. Albinism and a call for inclusion. All right. And, um, Now, persons with albinism are largely absent from positions that influence decisions affecting their lives, whether in the public and private sector. At the community level or in regional and international forums, now, the inclusion of persons with albinism in discussion and spaces can ultimately lead to violations of their human rights. While some progress is being made in some countries in the areas of health, education and employment, we continue to witness ritual killings of persons with albinism, discrimination, bullying, and attitudinal barriers against them. In addition to all of this, contemporary human rights concerns and policies developed in response to these issues continue to leave persons with albinism behind. Now, if persons with albinism is not uh, not included in discussions and decisions, we perpetrate structural discrimination and historic inequalities. Now, there can be no equality without the inclusion of the voices of the most vulnerable. Now, um this is why today we are talking about albinism uh, and a call for inclusion now joining me today on the conversation we have two amazing guests joining me on the conversation this afternoon we have um ojuri tolani um good afternoon ojuri thank you for joining us good afternoon all right so um it's amazing to have you on the show today all right, and um, he is the chairman, Lagos State chapter of the Albinism Association of Nigeria. Thank you so much for joining us. And then, secondly, we have Jessica Hycent. Good afternoon, Jessica. Hi. Good afternoon. Good
1: afternoon.
0: Uh, good afternoon. All right. So, um Jessica is an albinism advocate. right so let's get on to the discussion of the day now i'll start with you um tolani um there is an increasing awareness and acceptance that persons with um, albinism should be considered disabled um why is this why do you think people have this perception let me start with you tolani
2: um well in terms of perception the united uh, United nations and the world health program Classify um, persons with albinism as uh, persons with disability, but I get a question right mm. because of the low. I um, of the low vision that persons with albinism have. Okay. That's why they're that's why they are classified as uh, persons with a uh, disability. Mm. In um, a lot of countries um, worldwide, uh, persons with albinism are regarded as really uh, blind people. Mm. Hmm. So that's just the reason why um, they're classified as a person with disabilities.
0: Hmm. Okay. All right. Thank you very much for that, Tonali. Um, now, Jessica, let's come to you. How does albinism impact a person's life? As an advocate for albinism, how does this impact a person's life? I
1: um, just okay. so- you your right? I so. My, most of for the for me, the most important thing is knowledge, right? Yeah, the problem is that not a lot of people have knowledge, so people that have children with don't have enough knowledge, yeah. people with albinism don't have enough knowledge, the society I don't have enough knowledge, otherwise, we are basically there's literally nothing that. And uh, we basically live normal lives, like what you'd call a normal life. Yeah. Except for the fact that people don't know enough. So um, you go out and you have people, obviously, yeah, the king convention is attractive, so people are constantly telling at you. People are making certain remarks because, and I believe it's because they don't know better. Mm. Um, most restaurants or public spaces don't have the right facilities to include mm. You know, people with no vision, so it's like, that might be a struggle,
0: okay. but,
1: and then, you know, us needing to not constantly being, not to be in the form of the exposed to directly and mm-hmm. apart from all of these things, you're basically living,
0: you know,
1: you have mm-hmm. unique experience, but you're basically living life the way a other person is living life.
0: All right. So, um... How can we make this better then? Um, because you said that uh, people don't know better. Uh, how do we get to know better? How do we get to create an awareness, you know, as an advocate? and um, What do you think we should do better? Honestly, I think we should just
1: read. Because most of, when we, most of the things that you hear about albinism, like, oh, people with albinism shouldn't eat dogs. People with albinism have lower IQ. If people just take the time to just Google instead of assume, just run the research and you basically understand that these things are, these myths are baseless and literally they make no sense. So if people read more and if, um, what do you call it, if um, individuals with albinism and I think that we're doing, playing our part in trying to educate people once in a while, but then, you can get confrontational because people are just being and I, I don't think that's the first thing that you'll be thinking about when somebody's trying to insult you. Mm. But yeah, if people read more, um, personally, I try, I try to create more content. And I think that other um, associations and organizations that are doing their best to you know educate people more. So mm. yeah, I think that's how we can
0: help. All right. Thank you very much, Jessica, for uh, that. Now, this is Women Radio, WFM 91.7, and this is the program, The Big Question. And we are talking on albinism and a call for inclusion. This is 15 minutes past 12, and I'm with um, Ojuri Tolani, the chairman, legal state Chapter of the Albinism Association of Nigeria, and uh, I have Jessica Hysink also, who is an albinism advocate. All right. Now, um, Tonali, let's come back to you. Now, um, what's the ratio in inclusion of persons with albinism in Nigeria? And uh, how do we actually, you know, uh, make things better for people with albinism? How do we get to include them, you know, in every... Aspects of leadership or decision making, even from families too, because if you want to check from there, most of the, most of what we're talking about today could actually start from there. So, what's the ratio in terms of inclusion of persons with um, albinism in Nigeria? Let's hear from you, Solomon.
2: Um, to ask you for a ratio, um, if I'm correct, yeah. um, the numbers I only have the numbers. Um, to an extent of persons in my association in Lagos. Mm. Um, I can tell you for free that even the, the federal government doesn't even have the number to living in Nigeria. Mm. True. There are no official figures. Mm. And we've not had the, the national census in the past 16 or 17 years. Yeah. So we don't have the figures yet. What we have most of the time... Uh, figures from reports that are done in patching it figures of reports uh, from, um, um, I mean, the stuff that have been done in maybe southwest or mm-hmm. southeast, and those are patches. Um, what exactly is that, um, the figures, that figures from um, the WHO, that like, population with disability, about 3 million, okay, how many How many of them are persons with albinism? You don't have, you don't have the, um, the data from that. However, um, my association, that's um, AAN, AAN Lagos, uh-huh. had done so much with the Lagos government in the area of inclusion in schools, in the um, ministry, we cover the primary secondary schools. Um, children with albinism are given special attention so that they could sit in front of the class. The teachers give them a bit of extra time um, so that they could finish up their task in class, either doing exams or doing classwork. Um, children with albinism are allowed to wear long sleeves uniforms because I'm allowed to protect them from the sun. Mm-hmm. They're allowed to wear... Um, the white-winged right hearts to, to protect them from the sun and effects of King cancer. That the government have done so, so, so much on. Because even the government have um, really tried a bit in the area of health care, but we've not gotten there yet. But at the same time, we're putting so much emphasis in the area of prevention. And then even the, at the Lagos State um, Government Teaching Hospital, that's Lasso, at uh, the Skin Clinic, people with albinism, I encourage to go in every 90 days to have their skin checked.
0: Hmm. Okay.
2: So that the government has done, and through the Office of Disability Affairs, um, we tried as much as possible. We just had we had the media tour uh, in um, May and June, June is World Disability Day, and we that the media tour would not just be enough. So now um, the association itself we have started going from one motor park to the marketplace to places of worship to. I mean, social gatherings to explain to people to really, um, I mean, uh, kind of bring the news about albinism, enlighten people on albinism. Okay. Um, there's so so there's so 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 much more hmm. to do. So um, to the extent of that, um, apart from the myth, hmm. apart from the myth, you even go to the medical angle of it. When people see a person with albinism in daytime, not properly covered up, you can even tell the person, you know what? You have to get yourself properly covered up. Do that, everybody. Society, because because the moment one person is down with skin cancer, one mm-hmm. person that means down with king cancer, it becomes a community problem. The community has to raise money. The church has to raise money. and yeah. um, The school has to raise money. So it is everybody's problem. So that's why the prevention um, plan will carry everybody along. Hmm. So we want to talk about inclusion. Yes, we make... Um, every part of the society, inclusive of persons with albinism, we have larger prints, we have proper lighting in the in the bus area on the queue. There's a, I mean, there's a legislation that gives preference on the queue. That yes, that is not enough. We are not there yet. We have legislation that covers that, but a lot of people even. Some stakeholders don't even know these provisions of the law, so that is why when we go on a campaign in the, I mean, in the society up outside the media space, we try to explain that we try to enlighten people because it's not about fighting for your rights per se; it's about even just make sure that people even know what exactly the issue is, yeah. make sure what make sure people know what the, the law is. Then we now get that level of trying to push it and like to drive the point home. So um, we have um, we have a robust campaign going on, okay. and I believe that um, over time the society would um, learn to accept that um, albinism is just is mm-hmm. much much more than just the lack of pigmentation. There's so, so much more involved. Thank you. Okay.
0: Thank you so much um, Tolani for that. But um, let's still look at, um, you know, when it comes to political participation, what are the major uh, challenges to, you know, uh, to, to, or rather for people with albinism? What are the major challenges for people with, uh, uh, or persons with albinism when it comes to political participation?
2: The the challenge for persons with albinism is just the wheel. The wheel. It's the wheel. At the moment, um, as at this time yesterday, Hmm. I was in the same room with um, INEC, IPAC, and LASIEC, that's the electoral body for Lagos State, and um, some major stakeholders, trying to encourage persons with disability, and I have to work with persons with albinism, trying to encourage them to. Take part in the in, in, to take their active space in the political space. Hmm. There is a program with IPAC that the, um, that's the um, body representing all political parties. Yeah, that's trying to encourage uh, persons with disability, person including the amusements among that come to the political space, will support you. Even in that election, some political parties raise the money, um, the money for the service, the admission fee. For candidates, once like persons with disabilities, we weigh this for you. But they can only do so much. Persons with albinism need that they need to have the will to participate in the political process. They have those who have the will and if you attend political meetings, the one in their labor at the state level at the territorial level, and the, 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 the provisions are there. But and there's something there is a limit to which the government can do. Mm. The will must come from within, and okay. we I, I would have to make them realize that we can only say so much. But we need to raise people who will be at the policy-making level mm. that will go a whole. I mean that will really make um, a whole lot of difference. So even the barriers with political space, it is not when until that start testing it. That's when these challenges come to the fore and we can always um, take care of this. But if everybody think back, I know we get about the get the dirty game, blah, blah. I mean, it's not going to work. Hmm. It's not going to
0: work at so all. So basically, but you are saying that thing it, thing. it has to be the will from people right now. Yes, there is
2: a will. The political parties have taken a few steps, trying to meet them halfway. Mm. to need nomination, um, the nomination fee. You have Ipa giving them all the support. The application in which I head the leadership chapter promised them once you accept, we will give you the backing. We will give you the media backing. We will give you all the um, we will give you the platform in which you will require. But you, the candidate, have to take the first step.
0: Okay.
2: And I know that it is a work in progress.
0: Hmm. All right. Thank you very much, um, Tolani, for that. This is Women Radio 91.7. And um, of course, we are on the program The Big Question. We're talking about albinism and a call for inclusion. My name is Rose Joseph Kaiser and it's about twenty-five minutes past twelve on this amazing Friday afternoon. Do also dial the number O seven thousand nine one seven nine one seven to be a part of this conversation or send a text or a WhatsApp message O seven O three one seven five six five three seven. Alright, so um Jessica now let's look at social implications of albinism. Um, what do you think are some of the social implications when it comes to albinism? So I need to be clear on that. What do you mean, social implications? All right. Like, um, what I mean by social implications, like um, social gatherings, you know, how people perceive them, um, when it comes to, um, you know, uh, socializing with others. Um, so what are some of the implications when it comes to that? Are there some sort of... Um, you know uh restraints when it comes to them socializing or putting themselves out there in the social space you know and all of that
1: um like i said before it's really so typically yeah I typically apply for my own self Hmm. um when people sometimes people are just generally not aware right so Hmm. maybe you walk into a group um, and then somebody is, you know, maybe they've heard something that, oh, albinism is a cause, blah, blah, blah.
0: Yeah.
1: Sometimes these people are open-minded and they're like, oh, and they they are bold. Sometimes they're bold enough to talk about it. So, you're like, oh, no, this is not what it is. This is what it is. And that's fine. But then at other times you have people that are just plain rude and demeaning. Mm. I personally, I, obviously, I don't advise anybody to you know, be around these kind of people. Okay. Especially if they're not willing to learn.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, I would say socially, the impact is depending on the people you're around and how you carry your own self. Okay. I will walk into a room and somebody is making me feel small now, stay there. Because yes, people will tend to be mean. People will be rude. Hmm. um And again, I encourage people to not, tolerate that kind of behaviour from other people. I won't go to a room and act small or you know, just try to hide. Mm-hmm. And myself I'm right and if you don't like it, sorry. That's not my problem. Right. So yeah I, I one thing I've noticed though is that people expect other food with albinism to come into a room and start acting all shy and quiet and they are shocked when you are because they are used to just yeah. talking and then having other food albin maybe keep quiet mm-hmm. and not to say, you know, especially not call out their bad behaviors. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, when you clear people, they will do better. So please, mm-hmm. I encourage you with organism,
0: mm-hmm. don't take no offense. Clear people. <laughs> don't take no offense. Right. <laughs> well, I'll be alright. Alright, thank you very much, Jessica, for that. Alright, Tonali, um, so, let's come back to you. Now, um, for this year's awareness, um, it says, uh, the, the theme for this year, it says Inclusion in Strength. Um, is the theme now? Um, what what do you think that inclusion in strength means when it comes to you know a country like ours? Um, how far do you think this could take us as a country?
2: Well, um, well when we decided to and, um, the team for this year, uh, last, okay, we are from last year, um, from last year's team, 2022, mm-hmm. see, right? together, we were together with the his Head. This year, it's even stressed. It's even stressed so much last year, we made so much noise. We have this year, the inclusion, um, the state, the stakeholders, the state government has made some um, provisions and processes to help um, the the law is there. Um, in my day of history at different platforms, I told the number, I told them, the number of people who would the my audience, that inclusion is not just enough. The government can do so much. The society can do so much in the way of inclusion. Hmm. But doesn't about you. It's about you as a person. Mm-hmm. 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 The legal government can can make provisions for, oh, the child must sit in front, and that we don't protect the hands and the legs, actually. But much, much more lies in the person itself. There has to be real power. Just like uh, that. about you. It's about you as a person that has to be um, removed from within and so that's why we are trying to um, train all our young lads from a very very tender age we're training you to know about how to talk how to face the public how to stand out on your own yes there's the position i mean there's inclusion but at the same time you yourself have proved yourself at every point in time so, if we, we are moving um, in the little phase now, we are we are moving it from all oh, the charity. Hello.
0: All right. We seem to have lost connection there um, with our guest today. But um, I'm sure that um, we have actually gotten one thing, um, you know, clear this afternoon that um, inclusion is definitely needed. And of course, we should be able to carry everyone along when it comes to um people living with disability, which people with albinism also, um, you know, are included because at the end of the day, you know, they all have their own challenges. So it's not just on us, but it's on everybody to make sure that we carry everybody along. So um, our A biggest thanks goes to Ojiri Tolani and, of course, Jessica Hysent. Ojiri Tolani is the chairman, legal state chapter of the Albinism Association of Nigeria. And uh, Jennifer Hysent is the Albinism advocate. So um, a very big special thank you to our guest for today. And, of course, for you also for joining us on The Big Question. All right. A very big thank you to Chiniri Timothy Crown. And, of course... uh, for you for being part of the program. My name is Rose Yusuf Kaiser to have yourselves a wonderful day and a weekend ahead. Join us again on Monday at 1205 or we'll bring you the program The Big Question. Good afternoon.
2: To sponsor this program, call the number 0816-480-7613. WFM 91.7